Welcome to the She's Electric podcast. We're in the business of helping you to be your best self. Click subscribe so we can help you have more money, more success, more love, more laughter, and more time for you. I'm Pia. And I'm Kaya. Now let's get on with this episode. Show me how you spend your time and I will show you who you are. I'm sure many of you have heard of the phrase, you are a product of the five people that you spend the most time with. This concept is taking that principle a step further. This is about us getting really conscious and honest about the way that we spend our time. I'm particularly passionate about this because in the context of everything that's happened to me in the last few months, being really honest with myself about how I'm spending my time and using that as information, not judgment, but just information to see how it's influencing the way I feel has been very useful. Mm -hmm. I think the reason it's useful is because One of the things that can happen when we're feeling down is that we can spiral. And often the thing that is making us spiral is where we're placing our time and where we're placing our attention. I really notice that there are things that feel easy, but the outcome of those things isn't always good. To give you an example of this, I could be experiencing a day where I wake up and I'm not feeling on my A game. I'm feeling quite heavy. Uh, I can see that my emotions are quite high. I feel like I'm almost on the verge of tears and I'm, I'm also experiencing quite a lot of anger. If I lie in bed on a day like today, my head starts going and the kinds of things that are going on in my mind are not things that are going to snap me out of the funk. It's almost like they're stories that are supporting why I'm in that funk. So this is when the pity party starts. This is when I start laying on all of the reasons why I'm a failure. This is when my hyperachiever gets involved and just starts telling me all of the things that I haven't done. And that feeling that I woke up with is magnified. If on the other hand, I get straight out of bed and I put my headphones on and I do my mental fitness training, I am immediately flooding my brain with a different kind of message. I'm saying no to just letting my mind run wild. I'm intercepting it and basically some reprogramming. And then if I sit down and I do a meditation, I'm creating space between what's happening in my mind and identifying with what's happening in my mind. That can be really valuable. Okay, this is interesting because when you brought up this topic, show me how you spend your time and I'll show you who you are. I immediately thought of behaviors. It's like, what am I doing with my day? How am I allocating my time? But you've taken this a step back, which is it actually starts with your thought processes because your thoughts become your habits, which become your behaviors, which become the outcomes that you end up with in your life. So that's an interesting reframe on this. Right. It is my behavior because my Mm -hmm. behavior to stay in bed Mm. is different to my behavior to get up and meditate. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It's a behavior to stay on social, to mindlessly scroll on social media, which I find myself doing regularly. Let's be real. Let's all be honest with ourselves. (laughs) But that is different from putting my phone out of sight for four hours. Mm -hmm. And if I've got some time to spare, like 20 minutes, reading a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two different allocations of time. And the outcome of those two activities is very different. 
it, it's one of the reasons why you will hear every high performer talk about a morning routine because how you start your day actually sets you up for how the rest of your day is going to go. And when you were talking about these thought patterns, how you can start to spiral, if you start your day is staying in bed, leaning into these negative thoughts, the rest of your day is not going to pick up from there. It's not easy. I, I'll be honest with you. The temptation is there and I'm not always able to whip myself out of bed mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman. But I think that by being really honest and taking an inventory of what my patterns are on days when I feel bad and what my patterns are on days when I feel good, it's giving me a reason to get out of bed. I think that for so many of us, it's what we did today, we're going to do tomorrow and we're going to do the next day and we're going to do the day after that. That's why we end up stuck in patterns. That is not our fault. That is how our brain has evolved. Our brain needs to make neural pathways. It needs to make these things quite automatic otherwise it would just get overwhelmed and it would just shut down so the trick is noticing the patterns it's noticing I'm doing the same thing I'm thinking the same thing every morning and being aware of it getting out of your head and getting into your body and then going okay so how am I gonna change this pattern what is it that I want versus what how am I thinking are my thought patterns helping me to get towards what I want or are they focusing me on all the things that I don't want Where I started to get quite ruthless about my honesty towards Mm -hmm. myself, again, it comes back to this concept of radical responsibility, is when I did that Tony Robbins planning intensive, this was a 20 hour Tony Robbins training, which I did at the end of last year and Pia also did. One of the exercises that you do in it is you record your day, what you're doing at each point in your day on quite a micro level one of the things that came out of that for me is that I was in a cycle at that time of I don't have enough time I've got a baby and I'm running my business and it was this perpetuating story of I don't have enough time Mm. when you start to get really honest through doing an inventory of how you're spending your time if you spend one hour just one hour a day watching television that is seven hours a week That's one full day of work per week Mm -hmm. that you have available to yourself. So it's very interesting is that it is a common refrain for people to be like, I don't have time to read. I don't have time for my side hustle. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time for all of these things. If we get really honest about us, very few people are never watching television. Very Mm -hmm. few people are never, they're scrolling on social media or surfing on the internet. They are using their time, right? We all have the same Mm -hmm. amount of time. Absolutely. If you take an hour a day and you say, this is my downtime, this is how I wind down. I'm taking an hour to watch TV. No problem with that. It's the insidious little time thieves throughout the day that add up to a huge amount of time. Checking your phone, picking up your phone again, checking Instagram, checking LinkedIn. I have been really guilty of this lately because I've been starting to bring my brand online and I'm doing a lot more social media stuff and I'm checking social media. I got a roundup at the end of the week of how much time you spent. The screen report of death. Today it was like (laughs) up by an hour a day. Yeah, it was nearly four hours. Usually I'd be around like two hours and a bit. And I am trying to decipher, was this time well spent or was this just shit? like me just checking Instagram. And I suspect it was me checking Instagram and LinkedIn to see what kind of response I got to my posts, which is not. I agree with you. When you run your own business, it's very tempting to put Mm -hmm. that all down as work and kind of. It's not work. Not notice that you're actually getting hooked like everybody else Mm -hmm. to this very compulsive 
application that's yeah. been designed to want to make you want to check it all of the time I'm with you on being conscious mm-hmm. if you want to watch television for downtime but I think that there's a lot of habitual behavior of yeah. spending two or three hours watching television every night and then saying I don't have time to read I don't have time for myself I don't have time for a bath I don't have time to eat healthily Absolutely. yeah absolutely and when I did that course now Kaya did it in like a weekend it took me about nine months to finish it because I was focusing on other things and I was so busy instead of just taking the time and saying I'm going to get this done and it's going to be finished and I'm going to integrate it into my life there was this exercise which is like a quadrant to see am I spending my time on things that are urgent and not important which is essentially firefighting and things that are not urgent and important that's the stuff that's moving your life forward When I did this exercise, I realized I was doing so much stuff that was urgent, but not important. And it's because I was spending so much time in my business, in my email. And one of the things that Tony said is that when you are answering emails, you're actually dealing with other people's to-do lists. I realized I was. All these people were sending me things that they needed for their business or they needed to move their project forward. And it wasn't crucial to my business. And I was just helping them. But I was spending, when I actually mapped it out and I did the ratios, it was like 70% of my working day was spent on this stuff. And then in the evening, I was spending two, maybe three hours watching TV, which is just too long. Now I do take that hour. Myself and Stephen will watch an episode of something in the evening, but it's an hour. And I'm spending the first half of my evening after dinner doing a learning or doing some kind of training, which is still actually downtime. I'm still sitting on the couch and, or I'll do some yoga or some stretching or something, but it's that I'm not just spending this huge tranche of my time every day doing something that I could actually spend doing better, something better. The reason this is so topical today is because before recording this episode, Pia and I were talking offline about how our day had been going and Mm. both of us were on a bit of a bummer start to the day which is happens to all of us one of the things that happened to me this morning was that I got sucked in to social media and creating content and what was interesting about this is that because I'm being honest with myself from a place of discernment not judgment I am recording how I spend my time this week Mm -hmm. I was timing myself on all of the tasks that I was doing and it was showing me as I completed my tracker for this morning before Mm. I left my uh, workplace that I had spent an inordinate amount of time creating a couple of bits of content and the amount of time that's not how much time I want to spend per post that's Mm. not sustainable this is ridiculous that if you don't record the way that you spend your time you're unconscious do whatever you want with your time, but be intentional about it and be conscious. Otherwise, you're running around in this fantasy world where you're just pretending you don't know how much cumulative time you are spending on particular tasks. Maybe it's because of the day that I've had today, but on the side of a bit of tough love when it comes to this topic, we've got to be real about how much is reasonable with particular things. I don't want to spend one working day per week watching television. I really don't. I'd rather be pouring that into my business. One hour a day of doing something, whether it's social media or whether it's watching television or if it's two hours a day, get really honest with yourself about that. Is that the amount of time that you want to be investing on that particular thing? When you've got all of these other factors of your life, whether it's one-on-one time with your partner where you're doing something like having a meaningful conversation, it's one-on-one time with your child or with your parents or with a friend, everything is a trade-off when it comes to time. 
there are all of these little time sappers around us. That's not a good place to invest your time. This is just the truth, guys. Like I, I work with a lot of people who are high performers and a common thing that I observe in all of them, when they reduce things like television and social media and they increase things like working out and reading actual books, not only does their sense of well-being and happiness increase, their performance also increases. It really comes down to who do you want to be? Which version of yourself do you want to be? Do you want to be cruise control in the middle lane or do you want to be a high performer in the fast lane? Both of those things are absolutely fine. Everybody drives in a different way, but be honest and be intentional about what it is that you're going for. Not from a place of judgment. It's from exactly what Kaya said. It's about recognizing the behaviors and the patterns that you're doing and then saying, is this something that I want to do? Is this helping me get to where I want to go or is this stopping me from getting there? One area that I I find is really powerful, especially for women, is to look at the activities that you're doing in your day that are keeping you on this hamster wheel. So the things that you do every day and then they're staring at you the next day, we all know what they are. It's things like the washing. It's things like cleaning the house. It's things getting the kids to school and doing all the stuff around around the kids. I've spoken to so many women in this space where they feel like they are just keeping their head above water. And then the next day they wake up and all those same jobs are looking at them. So what ends up happening is they never actually move anything forward in their lives because they're in this permanent state of kind of semi-drowning. And so what I always get these women to do is to do an audit on what is taking your time. How many hours are you spending on laundry? How many hours a week are you spending cleaning your house? How many hours a week are you spending making dinner? These tasks that just never go away. They're always there looking at you. And then how much is your time worth versus how much would it cost you to outsource these tasks? How much would a cleaner cost come in? If you can't get a cleaner, then if you could source or send out some of your washing to a laundry, can you not make homemade meals every single night? This is something I need to tell myself all the time and buy in some quality pre-cooked meals. Yes, they are costing you more, but they are saving you time. It's an important point you're making there, which is what is the value of your time? As you were saying that, the other thing that was coming up for me is batching. Mm. In my business, I would never do like one task every single day. I would batch. If we record five episodes of our podcast, we would then edit it because otherwise I would feel like I was doing it all the time. Mm. I do remember that I started to batch my washing about six months ago before we left the UK. And it was really great because it does build up. But actually, if I'm doing two loads a day on a couple of days, that's different from one load every day. You talked about it in the episode that we did on food about batching food prep. They create shortcuts if you don't have the resources to pay somebody else to do it. Absolutely. Batching has been game changing for me from becoming really inefficient in my business, putting out everybody else's fires to actually moving things forward. The way my brain works, I can't have multiple distractions throughout the day. And when I switch to a different task, that distracts me. So it takes me about 15 minutes to really get into the flow of what I'm doing, no matter what that is. So by me saying, okay, I'm going to focus on this one client today. That's what I do. I just do that one project. Whereas before I would have done an hour of this client and then an hour of the next client and then the hour. And really, I was only getting probably 35 minutes of good time on them by the time I actually like got into flow. And it's the same with the cooking. I always take every Sunday an hour to do food prep for the week. And so I will pre-cook some grains. I will take out chickpeas and, and beans and I'll marinate them. I'll make a salad dressing. 
I will toast some nuts and I'll put them in a nice spice mix. I can put together grain bowls in minutes. Like it literally for myself and Stephen to have lunch today, it took only a couple of minutes. I threw some pre-roasted veg that I'd already roasted in the air fryer just to heat it into a bowl. Dressing was there. Toasted nuts were there. Everything was there. And we had this amazing lunch. I love it. And the same is true with the way that we approach layering things on top of an experience to enhance it even further. And this is something that I absolutely love, which is habit stacking. So Mm -hmm. you can turn something like your Sunday prep or your washing day into a great experience when you build something else into that routine. And that something else could be listening to an audiobook or listening to a mm. podcast. And then it's elevating the experience and it's making lost time into something that's gained time. And mm-hmm. it's also making it a you time experience. I love that because one of the biggest things that we say in, if you're a chef in a commercial kitchen is you don't cook during your busy period. Like the prep is done in advance and then you are just assembling dishes during your busy time. And it's the same with all of the these tasks. It's carve out an hour of your day to do something that is nourishing you. It's nurturing you. You are, as Kaya said, you're listening to this really nice podcast. You're turning it into some good time with yourself as opposed to holy shit, I need clothes now. I need to do the washing now. What's amazing when you do start taking an inventory of your time is that if you're spending four hours a week on washing and that's sorting it, hanging it out, folding it, changing the beds, doing your household's clothes and you actually break that down and show it to your partner. Mm -hmm. When you actually quantify yourself how much time you're giving to particular tasks, that can enable you to have more meaningful conversations with the people who can help you and who could maybe free up some of that time rather than it just all being muddled into one and nobody really taking stock of what's going on. I would love to end this episode by asking you, Pia, what is the biggest change that you have made in the last 12 months of how you spend your time? And what has that changed about who you are today? Ooh, good question. So I went into this year with this one intention, which was boundaries, because I have typically or historically been very bad with boundaries. If someone comes to me and asks, can you do this? I would bend over backwards to do it and I would do it at sacrifice to my own well-being or my own productivity, but especially my own productivity in my business. And so now when people come to me with their to-do list or their firefighting or they say we need to have a meeting today about this, I'm much better at pushing back and saying I actually don't have time in my day for this. Before I felt really uncomfortable doing that, but it's back to this idea of batching. I have learned about how my brain works and my brain needs, I, I need to get have time to get into flow. I need to spend hours on a task and I go really deep. Some people are much better at doing something for maybe 40 minutes an hour and then they need to switch to something else. I need to go deep. And just knowing that about myself has been game changing in my business because it means now I'm dedicating four hours to an activity or three hours to an activity that I really need to get done or a project that I really need to get done. And it means by the end of those four hours, I I have it done. I I have moved the project off my desk. Instead of this doing 30 minutes for two weeks and trying to get it done, my productivity has gone through the roof since I've done that. Amazing. So what I'm hearing you say is that you are valuing yourself and Mm -hmm. valuing your needs above the needs, or at least on par with the needs of others and not letting them 
jump into your priorities and that's enabled you to be way more productive because your style of working is to go deep on something. Yeah, exactly. Having that awareness about how I thrive and this working environment in which I thrive. And also knowing when I push back on people, when I was just bending over and saying, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. I thought that was me being nice, but that's not me creating boundaries with that relationship either. So it was good for me. It's just totally being a pleaser. Exactly. And they don't respect it. And then they're coming to you with these last minute requests. Whereas now that I've been really clear about what my boundaries are, they know they need to get this work to me in advance of the deadline. Funny enough, it's improved my relationships with a lot of my colleagues and my clients. It built totally, exactly. It builds trust when you set out your boundaries. But right back at you, Kaya, what, tell me about your version. For me, it started when I did that planning training with Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And when I did that inventory, I am somebody who really likes television. It is my vice. And when I looked at how many hours I spent watching television, even though I thought it wasn't that much, it wasn't an amount that I was willing to give away in my Mm -hmm. life. I I literally don't watch anything outside of my favorite show, which is The Real Housewives. And I'll be honest with you, they have quite a lot of seasons. So that in (laughs) itself is a commitment. Occasionally, if I'm back in the UK, I will binge watch things like Keeping Up With The Kardashians, because again, that is something that I really love. And that's an allocated fun day for me. That's like going to the cinema. A big change for me is there's a policy of no TV for me Mm. outside of these particular shows. And that has freed up time for me to read. I notice that my quality of thought, my quality of conversation and how interesting I am as a person is greatly improved by the amount that I read. It gives me so many new ideas, especially when you run your own business, you can be quite kind of self-involved and very focused on what's going on. You're so in your own mind. And also when you're dealing with adversity, you also can get quite consumed by that. I spend at least one hour reading every single day. And that's split between fiction and business books, really depending on how I feel. I read a lot of fiction and I do find it to be such a relief to escape to a different world. You learn so many amazing things about different cultures and remember them because it's through storytelling. Yeah. Sometimes I just go really deep on a business book. It's very useful. I think my clients benefit from that. I benefit from that. It makes my business better. It was the practice of getting conscious about how I was spending my time and then making a decision about whether I was happy with that or I wanted to make a change. I really like that because you took something that was a weakness or a vice, which is like you want to watch TV. And what's the overarching emotion behind that? It's a a want for entertainment. So you're still entertaining yourself. You're just doing it in a way that's actually shaping these better stories around yourself rather than and that's always been my problem with reality tv that it can create this picture around yourself that is false and it makes you feel like you don't have enough in your life and these people live these very lavish lifestyles and it makes you look at your own life and think it's inadequate fiction stories and these business stories a the business stories are helping you with your client work but the fiction stories are transporting you to places that are actually not making you feel like your life is inadequate it's enriching your life Yeah, definitely. What I notice is that television is quite a numbing activity. Back in my teenage years, I did suffer trauma. Numbing was something that I was doing Mm. a lot of in many different forms. I don't want to escape my life right now. I don't want to numb from it. Sometimes that temptation arises and that's 
interesting information for me to look at what I want to be doing is I want to be having experiences I want my time to be experiential so leaving you today with the question how do you spend your time and is this helping you to become the person that you want to be thank you for giving us your time did you know that you could change someone's day-to-day just by sharing this episode our mission is to help women We all want more money, more success, more love, more laughter, and more time for ourselves. Women Helping Women is how we're going to get there. 